0: hello podcast land my name is larry and with my co-host jeremy for the american experiment where we like to talk about california and national politics we will be covering anything we find interesting and that tickles our political funny bone we both hail from the once great state of california and have a unique view on what's going on but for now I want to welcome my co-host Jeremy. Well, hello, everybody. This is Jeremy for the American Experiment. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Larry is uh, off doing his thing, but I look forward to uh, having an exchange with him again sometime here pretty soon. So um, this is just a quick little little tidbit. Um, I I really think that we have uh, a new Three Stooges up in the White House, being Jenny, Joe, and Tony instead of Larry, Moe, and Curly. Um, The lovely yet venomous Jen Psaki uh, had some pretty ridiculous comments yet again this week. The one that really takes the cake, in my opinion, is um, she was asked about whether women who claim to be pregnant uh, when they arrive at the border are just you know waved in or not. And instead of answering that question, she went on to ask the, she asked the asker if uh, he thought women lied about their pregnancies or something to that effect. Oh, so you think when women say they're pregnant, you know, you don't believe women when they say they're pregnant or, or whatever. You know, it was something I would, I would expect not past the sophomore level of high school. Like once you're a junior, you should be too mature to, to play those sort of ridiculous little games. Um, but you know, her being uh, a politician and, uh, you know, doing what she does, uh, that's, that's par for the course. Uh, Joe Biden obviously is the, uh, the epitome of the modern politician, which <laughs> really shows how far we've sunk and, uh, old Tony Blinken is, um, you know, once again, an example of the sort of the double speak, the lies, the manipulation, the the BS that we get. We, you know, and we've just become way too accustomed as a society to uh, this sort of, uh, you know, the sociopathic, no moral, no integrity, no truth, um, just whatever to uh, to uh, further my own agenda, sort of, of person. Sort of, you know, the glorified used car salesman, the the greasy slickster, Um, you know, we've become so accustomed to these people working in, you know, in government, uh, in in these these sort of positions in government that um, I really think that uh, um, that has done us no favors as a society in America. Um, And you know, we are uh, Larry and I, of course, are typically fairly California centric as we're both natives, and, um, I just, uh, I just use, uh, use those three as an example of sort of, you know, what's been going on, uh, because, uh, we have a whole state house full of people like that in Sacramento, so, um, we definitely, uh, we definitely see some, uh, some, some pretty bad stuff going on, but I just, uh, I just wanted to comment on, um, you know, sort of the uh, uh, where where we're at right now has has really gotten here. The whole the critical race theory, the all and all that's only one part of the indoctrination in schools that has been going on, especially in the higher education for a long time. Um, You know, somebody said, "Well, there are no more communists in Europe; they're all teaching in American universities." I'm not sure exactly who said that, but I know that was said. And, um, um, you know, and it, once once you start to let things slip, and this goes back to, I believe was Dr. Jordan Peterson's take on what, uh, on Solonitsyn's take on, you know, what happened in the USSR, is that once people start to see things, you know, bad things happen and, and they don't say anything and they let them happen, it just continues to grow and get worse and worse. So, um... That's, uh, uh, that's definitely the state of affairs in California, I would have to say. Um, and in, in, the, in the country in general, and we've, we've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of bad stuff happen, uh, especially with this administration. And, um, once again, my, one of my, my major gripes and one of the reasons I began doing this, cause I'm, I'm not a good public speaker, um. Uh, I'm not, I was never, uh, on a debate team or I was never trained or anything like that, but this is one avenue for the little guy like me, somebody who's not, other than, you know, being a citizen of California the United States, I'm not involved in politics, um, but this is, is one avenue for me to at least be able to say, well, this is what I see, and I hope it could be rectified, but, um, many of us feel powerless because the way things are set up, especially in this state. But if we can, if we can at least talk about it, bring it up and bring some things to light, at least maybe that might, that might make a small bit of difference one way or another. Um, So again, um, the, uh, the, the sort of the glorified used car salesman politician we have uh, that, uh, so many politicians, uh, you know, at the higher echelons, are are that way, and uh, we get the uh, the the media, which is supposed to be, you know, impartial and unbiased, and it, it's anything but that. And I'm not. I don't mean every single aspect of the media, but the main the main thrust. And this was so. This was illustrated so well when you know the Donald was president. The main thrust of every Everything from the media was—is this, this at least you know toward him, was this um, highly edited, totally everything was totally taken out of context and then sensationalized and thrown across the screen. And whenever I would, uh, whenever I'd see this, like if I was over at a a friend's house or something, on like you know ABC or CBS, they're reporting and their spin on everything and the way everything about it was so off the mark and so uh, different every you know they would say they would take a um, you know a fraction of a sentence and then uh, say they oh you know President Trump said this and then they'd you know throw this fraction up there totally take it out of context and then they'd go on with oh well this is what he meant and you know all this kind of stuff and um, it was and the thing is is that if you had actually you know so if you had actually uh, streamed the speech one of his speeches or rallies as I did. And then you saw them talk about it. You'd say, well, what, what are they talking about? Uh, what, what, what did they watch? What, you know, and you would see this, this portion of it, like I said, taken it totally out of context. And, um, this, but this tactic, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, it drifted, it got a lot of conservative people stirred up against him as well, unfortunately. So, um, um, and, and, a, a few things that I wanted to bring out, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little off track here, but I'll come back around to, uh, to my main point again, is that when, um, you know, when president Trump said there were good people on both sides during Charlottesville, he wasn't talking about Nazis. You know, there were people such as myself who, uh, find the Confederate flag non-offensive, because their family fought under that banner. And the Civil War was not totally about slavery. Um, you know, a tiny a fraction of the populace in the South owned slaves. And on top of that, many people were pressed into service. So uh, my family, who fought for the Confederate States, were not fighting for slavery. They owned no slaves, and I don't think anybody, you know, maybe a few people in the entire county they lived in had a, had a slave or two. Um, it was totally different there were many many other issues going on not not the least of which being federal government overreach into the lives of the people so now um, people who wanted to maintain Confederate statues and wanted to maintain a Confederate flag that is not an advocation of white supremacy or racism that that, that and see but no nobody says that it's it's totally or, or Only a handful of people say that. Um, It's totally misrepresented, and um, just like President Trump's comment was about that. So when he was talking about the people who didn't want to see, you know, the statue of General Lee or, you know, whatever war heroes um, taken down, that's, that's totally different than saying, oh, you know, Nazis are... And this whole dog whistle thing that certain people always bring up when they... They say, oh, well, we don't think Trump is a racist, but he wants to throw a bone to, uh, um, you know, the racists that are out there. And that's such garbage. That's so totally false. All Every every dog whistle or every, you know, subliminal comment or, um, you know, everything that, that, that has been attributed to that, um, I can totally disprove. So that being one of them. And then another thing was when he was asked by that, somebody who I've really lost a lot of respect for, the moderator in the first presidential debate between President Trump and Joe Biden. That guy, when he, you know, asked Trump to disavow white supremacy, and then, and then he brought up the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are not a white supremacist organization. However, the media doesn't portray them as such. But, uh, you know, uh, and then he told the Proud Boys, uh, you know, stand by and be ready, or, or uh, I forget the exact words, but he said something to that effect about being ready. That's another thing. Oh, a dog whistle. He, threw, he, he blew a dog whistle for the white supremacists out there. Once again, BS. Uh, the Proud Boys are a, a very a positive, unlike uh, Antifa and, and BLM, they're not a domestic terrorist organization. Okay, They've been out there trying to protect protesters amongst other things. And uh, that's what he was talking about when he said that. So anyways, they, he, they, uh, the misrepr- they're so in the tank for, for the far left um, who are bringing nothing but socialism and a top-down approach and, and the, the very same sort of federal government type overreach that those citizens like my family who didn't own slaves but who fought for the Confederacy uh, the things they were fighting against, um, that's what the left is bringing. And there are no more, you know, it's the Democrat Party is not that of the 1980s where there was still, you know, a, a conservative wing and moderates. You know, the Democrat Party, you only have the far left and the further left anymore. You could say Joe Manchin is kind of a moderate, and that's about the best. There may be one or two others that are not quite as insane as the rest. But, um, But, anyways, our. Our, our whole society has become too—we've um, become okay with, you know, being ran by the most aggressive, uh, integrity-less—I uh, guess that's not, that's not proper English, but people with no integrity— We've become by extremely aggressive people who have no morals, no integrity, and do whatever it, and will say whatever it takes. They don't care if they stir up hatred against the masses, like Reverend Al Sharpton. Uh, it was so good to hear him boot off of his, micro, his bullhorn or whatever down there in Texas and Del Rio. Um, but we've become used to that, and, um, and so many people feel powerless, just like the indoctrination going on in the schools. We've known that's been going on a long time, but... You know, too many people have said, Oh, well, you know, what can I do about it? And, um, you know, I, uh, I was in that, that mode for a long time until I saw, and I happen to come from a very conservative district in Southern California. And, uh, you know, in 2018, I saw my election stolen uh, because of a law that was passed in 2016 that should be illegal. But once again, no pushback against it so um you know just my closing thoughts are that uh good people need to speak up when we see bad things happening because if we don't do that it just gets worse and worse and then we end up with three stooges up in the white house actually there's a lot more than three but um those are the three that kind of kind of fit the best as far as their names go So, um, you know, and you can be a pretty face like Jin Saki. Doesn't mean you won't spew venom and lies like Jin Saki. And um, uh, you need to look past the optics and you need to look past the hype and and look for the meat of the story and what's really happening. So, um, as I said, this was just a quick little few thoughts uh, of the week. Hopefully uh, we don't have any more... Any more... um, Uh, Anything that negative going on, but with the people we have in the White House and in the State House here in California, (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about in the future. So this is Jeremy flying solo for the American Experiment. Look forward to talking to Larry again soon. And in the meantime, I wish everyone well and God bless. You have been listening to the American Experiment. Thank you.